introducing the Dark Girl Boss podcast for the melanated woman and girl across the globe. Unlock your genes of greatness. Feel powerful within the skin you are in. Love your unique DNA through our stories, facts, original narratives, quotes and poems. Join me, your host, Khadija Ward, on all major podcast platforms. Feel great and do great with the Dark Girl Boss podcast, not to be missed. Welcome, 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 Empresses, to the Dark Girl Boss podcast. I'm your host, Khadija Ward, and this is episode six, Weapons of Mass Destruction, War on the Black Woman and Family. We're going to be looking at that from the perspective of health, wealth, food, economics, family. You hold tight. Girls, I just want to start off by saying apologies for missing last Sunday. I didn't create an episode last Sunday. I was busy creating um, the audio for my children's book, Dark Boy, Genes of Greatness. Many of you know of it. You've ordered the hard copy, but it's now available in audio and as a beautiful illustrated ebook. So I was busy doing that. So I do apologize. Uh, but here I am this week. Also, I want to thank you all for listening in and downloading. We have had downloads all over the globe, the United Kingdom, the USA, Tanzania, Sierra Leone, Barbados, the Netherlands, you name it, we all over. So thank you, thank you, Empresses, thank you, and Kings, if you've downloaded as well. So thank you, thank you all so very much. I'm just going to kick off with talking about um, weapons of mass destruction. What is weapons of mass destruction? Well, it is what it says on the tin, weapons of mass destruction. And in this case, the mass destruction is against the black uh, woman, the goddess um, of civilization, and the black family war on the black woman and family is an extremely strategic one as uh, he and she go about their daily business oblivious there is a strategic war being plotted and executed against them in all the ways in which i said to you in the beginning food health wealth economics family the main aim of this war is to depopulize and then control a smaller, a much, very much smaller amount of people. The aim isn't to completely wipe out because those, you know, in power, obviously they need people to control and be, you know, lackeys doing what they want to do. So it's about depopulizing. And obviously, if there's a smaller amount of people, they're easier to control. You control the people, you control the resources, you control the world. I believe that the war on the dark woman and family has been going on since the abolition of um, slavery. Um, I mean, because after that, we were, we were like spare parts, weren't we? Um, we were no longer needed. We weren't required anymore. And um, so I suppose it was a case of how can we get rid of them? Because you have to think that how can someone that has inflicted so much atrocities upon another yeah upon another race how can they suddenly want to work alongside you see you as an equal um you know allow you to come into their domain and you know do that you know work in their buildings and enjoy their wealth how could we possibly believe that that's something that they would want so the abolition of the slave trade made people go underground. The feelings were still there, but, you know, they they went underground. They didn't always, you know, show them openly. So they were plotting behind closed doors. I'm going to let you listen to, um, it's a sm small clip, a recording by, um, it's the actor, uh, Bill Hughes, I think his name is, talking about, um, lynching about a book that was, uh, it's called uh, Something Sanctuary. Um, 
and it's all about lynching, lynching, but I want you to listen to it. And the reason I'm playing this, it's just beware. It's really hard to listen to, but I just want you to realize that you can't believe that these people would want to um, live alongside you and see you as, as equal and you're fighting um, to be a part of this system. But if we really think back about how our ancestors were treated and half of it, we, I don't even think that we actually know the half. If we listen, then we wouldn't. We wouldn't fight to stay amongst these people that really hate us. Listen to this clip. There's a book that was written by these two white gentlemen called Without Sanctuary. If you ever get a chance to read it, it is one of the most profoundly disturbing books I've ever seen in my life. And it's a, it's a pictorial history of lynchings and what they used to call nigger barbecues. I'm talking about children, women, male adults, lynched. And then they used to put us alive on spits with a fire beneath it and turn us and roast us until we dehydrated. And they'd pick up pieces of the bodies and hundreds of whites would be standing and taking pictures with a body piece in their hand. They have the pictures, they show the pictures in the book. And they say, just get over that. You don't get over that. You have to move on. You have to live your life, you have to grow, you have to accomplish. You cannot use excuses. But that is in spite of your history. I mean, I can't even believe that that's real. Obviously, I know it is. It's real, but it's hard to really believe that a human being, a so-called human being, could inflict that type of atrocity on another human being. It's just really hard to fathom. But we have to remember these things. We can't forget them. We have to remember. And despite what people try to make us forget, because it helps them if we forget, we mustn't forget. We must remember. And that will help us be, build our future once we remember. So the destruction of the, um, the black race has been, you know, it's been going on during, you know, in slavery, they was destroying us. But I mean, obviously, they wanted us to reproduce because they wanted more slaves. Um, but since then, as I said, it's gone underground now. So um, they're, we're being destroyed in, in different ways. And one of the ways is through the family, the destruction of the family, um, because that's where it all begins. The love, the respect, the unity, it all starts with the, the man and the woman, and then they create the family. That's where it all starts. So that's one of their main weapons, is the destruction of the family. And again, I'm going to let you listen to another clip, um, because sometimes I just like you to hear it from the actual people that are saying it, rather than me just repeating it. Um, this is about um, abortions, and I spoke. To, I spoke about abortions. I think in episode one, fix your crown. But just listen to this clip, um, and then you'll understand what what I'm what I'm talking about. Shortly after the civil rights struggle, when there were more benefits for the black people, all of a sudden we were given this free free thing from the from the. Society of America abortion. 78% of your free abortion clinics were placed in black and urban areas for the purpose of something free of charge from a racist society. As uh, to put it in words of one pro-abortionist, we don't need so many Negroes anymore. There's no more cotton to pick. So with these feelings about black people 
This was one way of doing it as a social benefit, if you will. We're here to help you. Black women, and let it be stated, black women never demonstrated, demanded, or even requested the right to an abortion. We've been asking for the right to decent housing, the right to education, in fact, the right to health care. And all we've been given free of charge is the right to kill our unborn child. We were 80% of black Americans are against abortion on demand. Let it be known that black women never requested, demanded, nor demonstrated for abortion. Yes, some black legislators believe that if white women have it, black women want it. They don't know black women. We still respect God and God's given life. So upon um, hearing that recording, um, do you understand what I mean now about weapons of mass destruction, war on the black woman and family? They have strategically um, created a plan to reduce the population of the black family. And that's by putting clinics, as the sister was saying, in black neighborhoods in America. You know, so it's a whole plan about the um, depopulation. Kill the babies. But that isn't even in our culture. We don't, we don't do that. We're not really abortionists. We don't kill babies. We keep babies. I mean, I think I said this in um, my first episode when I spoke about my mother, that she'd never had an abortion. She said that we didn't do that. We don't do that culturally. We just don't do that. Babies come, you have the babies. Whether you have money, you don't have money, you know. And the whole takes a village concept, you know, is put into practice. Everybody helps raise the child or children. So that's one of their weapons is to destroy the family. And that's first of all, starting with um, the depopulation. So, so stopping us from having more. Yeah. So the abortion clinics. So you have the whole strategy there of killing, excuse me, killing off the black woman's baby. So that's, that's, that's the first part of the family that they're, that, that's part of their, their, their strategy, killing off the babies. That's part one. The other part of the family, again, it's the same weapon, same weaponry aimed at the family, is removing the father from the home. Yeah, I remember I spoke about, you know, having the loving family and that's where it all starts from. You build up from there. So you remove the father from the home. So making us single parents and making us think that it's okay to be single parents. Again, I'm going to, this, this, um, pod, this, episode is going to be a lot of playing clips <laughs> just like to prove a lot of the points that I'm saying um so I'm going to play you another clip in a moment about some young girls talking about um being single parents but they made sing being a single parent okay yeah that's how they made us feel that it was okay and they removed the they removed our men from the home in different ways um the welfare system was one that was used in um, America where you could get more money if you were a single parent. Um, well, even in England, it's the same thing. In the UK, if you were a single parent, you, you receive more welfare money. Um, and also making uh, the father so he wasn't a provider, so preventing him from you know um, getting jobs and those things so that he couldn't be, provide for his family. And then, so in the eyes of the, his wife, he just became someone that was a nuisance and she felt that she could, you know, be better off without him. And even sometimes he himself didn't want to commit to a family. These are all strategies that they use and some of it's psychological and some of it's practical. Yeah. So I want you to listen to this clip again about some young girls. I think it was in the early 80s talking about single parents. Just listen. Father. One. 
child to think about and then a, a whole family to care, to care for, you know, it's, it's a lot of responsibility. And then you don't want the commitments. I wouldn't want no man holding me down because I, I think I can make it as a single parent. But don't you think you might need help in raising that baby from a man? Not really. I didn't have a father. My father wasn't in the home, so, you know, it, it really... Male figures are not substantially important in the family. Comment, male figures aren't substantially important in the family. We've been made to think that, that the, men, the man isn't important in the family. Do you see how powerful this war is? It's a psychological war as well. It makes us think in particular ways so that we don't have the unity because we, we know, and I spoke about this before, Emperor and Empress unity equals power. That's what it does. And they know, those in power know, that once they separate the man, the woman, the family, there's no family once that's broken up, they know that, that there's no unity and our power is gone. We don't have power. Because then you don't have power in the community. If you don't have power in the home, then it's unlikely that that's going to trans the unity is going to transfer to community, because it all starts in the family. So they do everything they can to break up the family, including the drugs. I mean, we we know the in the eighties there was the um the crack, the introduction of crack cocaine and all the rest of it. We know all of these little measures that they've used against us to stop, and this is all about stopping us unifying, so that we just don't know what we're doing. We're just running around like headless chickens. And we have in our minds that um, a man isn't important in the family. Can you believe that? That was recorded in 1986. And it'd be interesting to know what these women think now. 1986, they're probably in their 20s or whatever that, that now. So they're much older women now. So I'm wondering what they're thinking now and what happened to those children as well. And, um, you know, they thought it was comical that they weren't married that marriage, you know, isn't important and the union of marriage isn't important. And, you know, just, it just, this war, we have to realize we are in a war. That's what I've always said. Realize you are in a war and the war is going on around us every day. We are being attacked every day in every which way, in every facet of our lives, we are being attacked. And the main one is on the family. That That's the start of it. That's the family. So I've given you a couple of examples. I mean, I could put, talk about this for hours and hours and hours. But I've given you the family, yeah, just a snapshot. So this is all this is, a snapshot of, you know, the weapons of mass destruction. But we can talk about this more on the Dark Girl Boss um, social media platform where it's private because sometimes you can't always talk about these things. This is a public pu podcast, so you can't always talk about things very openly in the public. So I've given you a couple of the family ones where they've, you know, the, the weapons that they use. So they use the abortion, they use, and also the contraceptives, another one to prevent. So if you do, they use preventative measures, so getting us onto the pill, taking the contraceptives, and other um, forms of contraceptives, not just the pill. And But if we do happen to have the baby, then, I mean, it do happen to fall pregnant, then it's the abortion's available. So it's a two-pronged attack on the black woman there, stopping her from, you know, she's the life giver of humanity, and they're stopping that, yeah? Uh, are you getting this, Empress? Are you getting this? Are you getting how dangerous this war is? And I've just given you a snapshot. I'm back, girls. Still a bit on the family, yeah? And, you know, as the title is, Weapons of Mass Destruction, War on the Black Woman and Family. So I'm just going to talk a bit about the black woman. Well, this podcast is I'm playing a lot of clips as I said lots of clips in this um episode today because as I said I want you to hear things from people that have said it I want you to hear it from their mouths yeah and then we can discuss it I want you to hear this speech 
by Malcolm X about the black woman. So we all know, you know, Malcolm X. Oh, that man. Wow. I'm absolutely speechless. You know, so many. I wish that I was an adult in his time. Yeah. Anyway, let me play you the speech by the erudite Malcolm X. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected woman, a person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And as Muslims, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us to respect our women and to protect our women. Then the only time a Muslim really gets real violent is when someone goes to molest his woman. We will kill you for our woman. I'm, I'm making it plain, yes. We will kill you for our woman. We believe that if the white man will do whatever is necessary to see that his woman gets respect and protection, then you and I will never be recognized as men until we stand up like men and place the same penalty over the head of anyone who puts his filthy hands out to put in the direction of our women. So you see in that speech, he talks about the black woman being disrespected and hated. And that's by design. This is the war on the black woman, the life giver of humanity. Destroy her and then, you know, you're like more or less home free. So that's what that's all about. That's And you see, that was in the 60s. I mean, as I said, the war's been going on for like, you know, since during slavery. And then, you know, it it's gone up about a thousand notches since the abolition of the slave trade, but that's what it is. So this getting us to be disrespected, like not treated like we're anything when really we are, we're goddesses. But if you can get the man not to see us as goddesses, then again, you're breaking up the family. So you, you see, you understand the strategy. Can you imagine people sitting around and coming up with all of this? and devising all of this. Can you imagine it? And while they're doing that, what are we doing? Think about what we're doing, what we're actually doing. I mean, I want to, I really want you to join the Dark Girl Boss social media private platform. I really want you to, because that's where we start talking solutions and strratégies. I don't want to start talking solutions on, on an open podcast. I'll tell you what the issues are, and I'll tell you what I think. But I think if we really get down to it, then we start need to talk about these things in private about how we're going to deal with these issues and what we're going to do, what our strategies really are. But as I said, first of all, there has to be a realization. You have to realize that you're being attacked, that you are in a war. So that's I'm helping you now to realize you are in a war and I want you to go away and think about this. Yeah. So, you know, that's just a little bit on the family. As I said, I could really talk about this for a long time. I'm just giving you the snapshot so that you understand this is what they're trying to do to us, to break us up from our uh, our partners and, excuse me, and create disunity and issues, which they've been very successful at, to be honest. If you just take take a look around at the black community, not just in the UK, the US, everywhere, look at how we operate and you can see that this plan, this global plan, Weapons of mass destruction, war on the black woman and family, it's working. You only have to look at where we are in society, and I can tell you, it's working. Weapon number two, food. I remember when um, I was going to, I've spoken about this already, I was going to settle in Barbados, um, you know, about six years ago, whatever it was. And my nephew was saying, because I was thinking about what business I could do in um, Barbados. And my nephew said to me, whatever business you do, make it be food. That's where you'll make loads of money in food. And he's absolutely right. Because food, we all need food. We're all going to eat sometime. We all, well, all the time. And we like going out for food. So food, food is big business. It's big, big business. And food is big business 
in the war on the black woman and family, the weapon of mass destruction, this is another weapon, the food. I know <clears throat> nowadays there's talks about food being, you know, targeted at like everybody, but specifically these people study us biologically so they know what's going to harm us. Again, like with a crack, that was obviously aimed at the black community. So, and they knew what would harm us. So it was, it had a worse effect on us. Yeah. So food, they know that we're going to have to eat food. Yeah. But if they target it so that it does more harm to us in every which, which way, yeah, mission accomplished. And again, I tell you, this is clip, this is clip day. This is clip day. This is recording clip day, you know, on this podcast. I'm playing holy for clips from people. And I'm going to play you a clip. And this clip is just, this is a white guy, a white doctor telling, talking about what he knows, you know, about the um, food industry and how it's targeted at the black community. So just listen. I'm not making this up. This is all on the record. Okay. He said, quote, the addition of a temporary sterilant to staple foods or to the water supply would be the way to achieve mandatory infertility. Did you catch that? In 1969, they called for secretly inserting sterilization chemicals into the food supply and the water supply to depopulate the planet. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's in the New York Times, 1969. Same year we landed a man on the moon, right? Advanced technology. What do they want to do with it? They want to exterminate blacks with it. Now, notice they call for adding this covert sterilization chemical to the food supply and the water supply. Well, what has happened since then? Lead poisoning in Flint, Michigan. It's a damaging chemical in the water supply, isn't it? It's right out of the playbook from 1969. This is part of the plan. And that's just one time they got caught. What about the tetanus vaccines in Africa that were found to be contaminated with a sterilization chemical? Same thing. They were going to hide it in the food and the water. Now they're putting it in the vaccines. It's all, it's all consistent. Oh, and by the way, that chemical that they found in the vaccines is called beta BCG. Beta BCG. Let me describe this to you, all right? Beta BCG causes the female body to have an immune system response that builds antibodies that destroy her own fetus if she gets pregnant. Do you realize that through this chemical that they secretly insert into the vaccines, they can cause a black woman's body to turn against itself and to murder its own baby in absolute violation of natural law and biblical principles and medical morality and everything else. And they were putting this sterilization chemical into these vaccines without the informed consent of the women who were being sterilized. This is evil medicine. This is evil science. This is genocide in the name of vaccines for public safety, right? That's what they tell you. Oh, this is all for public safety while they're making an African woman's body murder her own baby before it can be born, and they don't tell her about it? That's medicine? That's public safety? That's a holocaust. It's a holocaust against blacks across our planet. Now you see, you see why, why I have to speak this truth? You, you see why? It, wasn't it Edmund Burke who said, all that's necessary for, for evil to prevail is that good men do nothing, right? I'm not going to stand here and be silent. I'm not going to stand here and be intimidated. Those people out there, you know, they can, they can slander and they can defame me all they want, all day and night. Call me anything. Fake news, lies, fake accusations. The truth is that you people are genocidal maniacs trying to kill black babies and turn black women against their own babies. You're trying to turn a woman's womb into a murder system through the use of covert sterilization chemicals. That is a scientific and medical fact. And that's why I'm standing here today.
to speak this truth, to put it on the record so that no one can hide from this fact that this genocide is taking place right now, today. It's not 1932 Tuskegee experiment anymore. It's more advanced now. It's not just one vector killing black people. It's five or six different vectors. It's in the food. It's in the vaccines. It's in the medicine. It's in the psychiatric drugs. Oh, and let's get to the food because this is the final chapter of this that will absolutely shock you. Now, you're, you're hopefully aware of genetic engineering of the food supply, right? They're called GMOs or genetically modified organisms. This is a, an advanced science technique to alter the DNA of food crops in order to build in certain traits and physical properties or even chemical properties that the scientists want to put into the food. Now, I'm going to explain to you how your food is now being weaponized as an extermination vector to eliminate black lives. All right. Now, I'm a food scientist. I'm the author of Food Forensics. It achieved the number one best-selling science book on Amazon.com. I'm the co-author of science papers that have been published in mainstream science journals. I'm not just a casual layperson when it comes to food science. I run a mass spec laboratory that's ISO accredited, validated, audited, inspected, passed many, many tests. Our data can be used in a court of law anywhere around the world. We do food analysis. We can search for complex molecules such as pesticides or elements such as mercury or cadmium. So I, I run the lab. I am the lab science director. I know a thing or two about food science. Now, what they have invented, when I say they, I'm talking about the genetic engineers. Not only have they found a way to put these genetically engineered traits into food crops, they've now found a way to cause food crops to grow RNA fragments that can be specifically targeted like bioweapons to interfere with the physiological processes of targeted species that might eat the food. Now, this technology is called RNA interference technology. It's relatively new uh, compared to GMOs, relatively new. It's being touted now as a technology to eliminate the use of pesticides because what they're saying is they can cause a corn crop to grow RNA fragments that will kill the insects that eat the corn without having to use pesticides like toxic chemicals that overload the insect nervous system and kill it from the nervous system breakdown and so on. This RNA interference technology is a pesticide technology, but it doesn't rely on pesticide chemicals. It relies on RNA fragments in the food. Now, what's disturbing about this is that this technology can be fine-tuned to target a specific race of humans who eat the food. I want you to follow me very carefully on this because most people have never heard of this before. They've never heard of this technology. They don't know it can be targeted by race. Food crops can be engineered right now based on existing technology to cause infertility in black people alone. That technology is a reality. It's actually, it's widely covered out there in the mainstream media, in the science media, RNA interference technology is widely covered. And they openly talk about how it can be used to target specific physiological processes of certain insect species. They can interfere with... Uh, uh, DNA repair or protein synthesis in insects. They can interfere with fertility or reproduction. They can interfere with uh, mobility, a nervous system interaction with, with the musculoskeletal system or depending on what animal we're talking about, other systems, endoskeleton systems. I ask you, does that technology exist? The answer is yes. It absolutely exists right now. Are they using that technology? Asked you do a little bit of research look at the plummeting sperm production in black men sperm production is plummeting in black men sperm production is precisely the kind of physiological process that can be targeted by RNA interference technology now is that proof that the food crops are being engineered to cause sperm production to plummet in black men no it's not proof but when you connect the dots of all the other things that are being done covertly, this becomes something very likely in the realm of possibility. It would take a lot of advanced testing to find this out. 
And guess who controls the funding? Guess who controls nearly all the science funding in America today? The federal government. The same government that allows the CDC to cover up the truth about vaccines and black children. The same government that funds Planned Parenthood abortions of black babies. The same government that covers up the EPA-induced contamination of waterways affecting Native Americans and other populations, including the Flint, Michigan, predominantly black population. This government, same government that runs the FBI, that won Martin Luther King Jr. to commit suicide. This is it's the same government. The government is at war with you. If you're, if you're black and you're watching this, the government is at war with you and they want you exterminated and they control the science funding, which means there will never be money for any genetic science of the food supply to uncover this truth if it were there. It would be covered up like everything else has been covered up this entire time. Just like the Tuskegee experiments covered things up in the 1930s. Nothing has changed except the technology is more advanced. The covert technology is more covert. The number of vectors through which they can kill you and cause you to have no children, cause you to have spontaneous abortions, the number of vectors is increasing. You are being targeted. Oh my God. Weapons of mass destruction, war on the black woman and family. You heard it. You heard it actually from the horse's mouth. You heard it from someone that's white and someone that's um, who's a scientist that's in that industry. You heard it from them. So now will you believe it? Because I know sometimes what we do, we don't tend to believe information that comes from each other. It's like, oh, no, oh I don't believe that. Where's the evidence? Where's the proof? But when, as soon as we, you know, we, we, we listen to someone who wears a white coat, who has a white face, we're all, we're all ears. But I knew about all of this before. I knew all of this. And when I came across this person, this scientist, Mike Adams, it just cemented what I already knew because this is someone that you know he's a scientist and he studies all of this and he's in the food industry but I'm going to let you hear a bit more about from him in a moment but we have to realize that this is real and when are we going to get it when are we going to understand that they have been trying to eliminate us since slavery yeah we were commodities within slavery, so we were useful. Even though there was atrocities bestowed upon us, we were useful to them, so they weren't trying to actually exterminate us. You know, even though there was the lynchings and all of that, but they still, they needed us. They needed us, but they don't really need us that much now. So... They're trying to exterminate us. They're trying to get rid of us. They're trying to get rid of the superior being, which is you. And we don't even understand that. And and for me, this is where it's, it starts about that belief in your greatness. You have to believe it. If you don't believe you're great, then when people treat you like rubbish, you'll allow it because you don't think anything of yourself. You have low self-esteem. You have to believe in the superiority of yourself because these people, they know how great you are. That's the reason they're trying to eliminate you. That's the reason. Are we getting this? Are you getting this, Empress? Are you getting this, Kings that are listening as well? Are you, are you all getting this? Yeah? My black family, are you getting this? Are you understanding what this is about? If we don't act, I'm not saying that they could excuse me, ever eliminate us completely off the face of the planet. I don't think that's possible. But they could eliminate us enough so that we are under their control and we become insignificant. So they take our resources, um, they prevent us from, you know, reproducing how often we're supposed to reproduce. Uh, you know, they, um, de you know, 
they get rid of the black family. There is no real black family. There's no unity. So they do all of that. So they have all the control and they have all the resources of our motherland where we're supposed to be, the motherland. So, you know, what are we going to do about this? And that's the question. And I think that's what we need to be talking about. And we need to act and we need to act now. I'm going to talk about wealth and economics. I'm going to talk about health a little bit afterwards, and I'm going to, again, introduce uh, Mike Adams as he talks about health and the war on um, the black race and health. But in terms of wealth, well, actually, we don't have any, not collectively. And um, that's the strategy, isn't it? That's the plan. So we don't have... um, collective wealth because that equals power wealth equals power because this whole system is is based upon money and power and we don't have that um and again it goes back to the um family <coughs> excuse me <coughs> oh please forgive me it goes back to the family and unity and you know working together and creating that wealth and creating empires that's what you do when you're a family and then that transfers into the community because that's your mindset it's all about the mindset the mindset is building with my partner and my family and then we go into that and we do the community and then there's a transfer as well a transfer of wealth wealth is transferred so when you you know you you have your parents your parents pass then the wealth is passed on to the children and so on and so on and so on but if we don't have that wealth to begin with, there's no wealth to tr- transfer, is there? There's no empire building. There isn't any. So it's all of this, excuse me, all of these weapons, it's preventing the unity and preventing the accumulation of wealth. That's what it's doing. So we don't have wealth. We might have wealth as individuals, but we don't have collective wealth. And I've spoken about this before in terms of our celebrities. If we look at those, um, they have, like, we have billionaires, multimillionaires, but that isn't, that their wealth isn't used collectively because they're not allowed to. And I personally believe that they are instructed, they may even have contractually, they may even be told that they're not allowed to, um elevate the black race to do anything so that we're elevated and we have wealth because it doesn't make sense if you think about it when we have all of that wealth some of us have that wealth and yet we're not creating collective wealth so i think that there's a strategy there to prevent them they can enjoy their wealth themselves as individuals and maybe with their family but they can't do anything to enhance the black community as a whole I, that's what i believe in terms of celebrities so that we cut so the wealth is where we're kept poor in so many different ways. I mean, I've written about this in my book, Black Sterling, so I don't I would want to go into it too much, but we can see it. It's evident, it's there. We can see it, we can see this. This is this is not just me talking because I like the sound of my own voice. This is evidence. Look around you and you'll you will see we do not have collective wealth. But that is because these weapons of mass dis- mass destruction. Yeah, all in there's they uh, they align them, yeah, in different parts, different segments, and it all comes as one one big weapon. These tiny weapons come as one weapon. Where they're stopping us from being powerful, they're stopping the unity, they're stopping the wealth. Yeah, we don't have any wealth, and even so much so that they they train us. So again, as I said, there's a psychological war as well. We are trained, we have the mindset to spend our wealth only with them. So the the wealth goes round, it circulates, not within our community, but within the white community. We make them rich. We give them our money. Yeah? So we don't keep it. So even though some of us may be wealthy, we don't always keep our money. So we don't have any wealth. We don't transfer. Do we give inheritance? How many of you have inherited, you know, from your parents, like wealth from your parents? You know, or how how many of you, 
have inherited wealth. What wealth do we have? We don't. And that wealth, that accumulation of wealth comes from the the main structure, the fundamental family. That's where that that's where that starts. It starts from the family. So once you break that, then there is no wealth. Okay, just a snapshot of economics, which is um it, obviously it's related to wealth. But you know, economics is about really that's about <clears throat> excuse me, business. And um from the business, that's how you accumulate wealth. It's from you know, business and you know, being independent, being um economically independent. But we are um it, we're prevented from being economically independent. And again, that's a weapon, is one of the weapons of mass destruction. It's a massive weapon. Economics is a massive weapon. And as I said, I've written about this. I've done the black print of this, Blackstone. I've written about economics. So I'm not going to go into it deep. This is just a snapshot. But we are prevented from creating our own businesses. And also, again, the psychological warfare that's bestowed upon us is about stopping us from um, paying each other. So empire building is about when you have economically, you, 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 you buy products and services, yeah? So when you buy products and services, then you help that business to grow. It goes from a small business to a medium business to a large business. But our mindset, yeah, part of the weapons of mass destruction is that our mindset is that we don't really buy from each other. Excuse me. Not enough so that we can create massive industry. Yeah, so not enough. So we don't really buy from each other. So we can't have those. We don't have big store chains and stuff like that because we don't support each other. We prefer to go and buy from the, the man that doesn't look like us. We give them, them our, our money. Yeah. And I have an example of that, of a sister that had the only hair care business in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Black owned. She had two shops in Peckham, but people weren't going to her. They were going to the Indian man that was two doors down because he was like 50 pence or a pound cheaper. So that just what that is, is mindset. We don't care. Our priority is not to give our people money and help them economically to grow, which will in turn help us. But they don't, we don't see it like that. We see like, oh yeah, oh, I'm saving 50 pence. I'm saving a pound. I'm saving two pounds or $2 or $5 or whatever it is. That's the conditioning. That's one of the weapons. Yeah. We have to understand economically how this works, how the psychological warfare works in terms of economics. We don't help each other. And I'm going to let you listen to another clip now. And this is a clip from an Asian woman. I don't know who she is, some random woman that I saw on um, Instagram. But she's talking about um, shops within Asian shops within the um, black community. So just listen. Asian Americans were redlined from opening businesses in white neighborhoods because white people didn't want Asian Americans operating in their neighborhoods and didn't want Asian Americans profiting off of white people. But because the positionality of Asian Americans is weaponized to oppress black people, Asian Americans were being given loans to open businesses in black communities, even though black people were not able to receive loans to open businesses in their own communities. And as I've said before, as a result of this, Black wealth is essentially paid out twice when it goes to Asian American businesses, once when the individual pays for the goods or services, and then again when the Asian American business owner removes the profit from the community. Because usually people open businesses in their own communities, and this is mutually beneficial, where the business owner is making a livelihood off of providing goods and services to their community. And by being a member of the community, they're contributing and they're investing back into the community. This is an ideal situation, and that is not what happens with Asian American businesses operating in black communities. Now I'm going to let you listen to a clip from a good friend of mine, um, Juliet Ryan, who talks about business in Africa. 
So I'm not going to say any more. Just listen to this clip. You're not living in England. You're surviving. You're, you're not even thriving. You're just about existing. And, and this is what we're doing. We're working to ourselves to death in England, literally. And the government are now trying to, uh, you know, make uh, you work harder for longer till 67, till you can retire. No. So many of my friends have died before they even got to my age because of stress and other illness, not eating good food, not, you know, not breathing good air, not eat, drinking clean water. This is the truth. This is the truth. Trinkets and technology don't make a society. People make a society. And in Africa, you have what I call true community, true love, true bonding, true unity. And that's why I'm here. You can make a business here. You can make a business here and survive really well on that business. It's not like England where you can't even afford to open a shop. You can't even stock it. Here you can open a business and you can survive. You can build a house. You can buy a piece of land for like £2,000 and build your house. Yeah? Build your house. Put a few, put a few thousand aside and build your own home. You've got no mortgage. Get solar, you've got no electric bills. Got your own borehole, you've got your own water. Just go and buy a canister of gas. You're living Instead of working, you know, for 65 years to pay off a mortgage, 25 years to pay off a mortgage. Mama Africa. And you still don't own the land. You still don't own the land. The Queen owns the land. Okay, so you heard the Asian-American woman talking about um, the business of Asian-Americans um, being placed into the black neighborhoods. I mean, come on now. What does that tell you? A weapon of mass destruction again yeah but then you hear i let you hear from sister juliet who um migrated from the united kingdom to africa telling you how easy it is for us to live in africa and build business easy so easy 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 so you know that's just one solution there but now I'm going to let you listen to, this is going to be about health. Health is the last element of the um, weapons of mass destruction. And I'm going to let you listen to um, Mike Adams, the scientist, again. So we're just going to talk about that. Uh, let's let, hear, listen to this tape. And then we're just going to, we're going to sum up after that. African-Americans here in this country are the only ethnic group in any place on the globe that's not replacing themselves. This is this is genocide. Hillary Clinton received the Margaret Sanger Award. This is a woman who started an organization called Planned Parenthood, and that woman called black people human weeds. An organization whose founder believed in eugenics. The goal to rid the country of the feeble-minded, defectives. States in the United States refusing to compensate victims who were forcibly sterilized because they were deemed unfit to reproduce. They could keep certain segments of the population from reproducing, that all the world's problems would disappear. Welcome to this talk. It's called the Science Agenda to Exterminate Blacks. Uh, this is a fact-based presentation, but it is not politically correct in the status quo halls of science and medicine because they don't want this talked about. And they especially don't want it talked about by a white scientist. And I'll give you a little bit of information about my background soon so you understand where I'm, where I'm coming from and taking the steps to go public with this information. Uh, the truth is there is a concerted, organized, long-standing effort to eliminate African-Americans from the human gene pool. Not just African-Americans, by the way, but Africans. Uh, this, this is happening right now. You are being subjected to it. It's happening through multiple vectors of science, medicine, and food that I will detail here in this talk. And it's all being done covertly. So almost no one is aware of this. The entire mainstream media refuses to acknowledge this. The scientific community will say that none of this is true. And yet, if you look at the facts that I'm going to share with you and the history that's undeniable, you will see there is a concerted, organized effort to eliminate blacks i.e. African-Americans, I'm going to use those terms interchangeably just uh, for, for brevity here, but there, there is an effort to eliminate those people from the human gene pool. My background, just so you know, my name is Mike Adams. I'm known as the Health Ranger. I am a lab science director. I founded and built a world-class analytical laboratory from scratch 
It is ISO accredited. It's recognized around the world for analytical science of heavy metals and uh, food contamination, environmental contamination, and so on. We've done volunteer work uh, testing over 600 samples of the U.S. water supply. And we've also volunteered our lab efforts to Native American tribes who have been uh, impacted by the EPA's poisoning of their rivers. So, by the way, it's not gently black, was allowed to be deliberately poisoned with lead, a toxic heavy metal that causes bone disorders, but more importantly, it causes a kind of brain lobotomy. It causes loss of cognitive function. It reduces IQs. It uh, causes uh, heart problems and many other problems. This was deliberately allowed to poison the water supply of Flint, Michigan, knowing that that water supply served minority communities. And in fact, this was so deliberate and it was so criminal that the the Attorney General of Michigan has so far filed at least 43 criminal charges against predominantly scientists and bureaucrats who ran teams of scientists, water quality experts and so on, many of whom have been charged with felony crimes. Now, water quality officials in Flint, Michigan were tasked with testing the water and making sure that it was you know, clean or, or safe to drink. And yet, every time they, they showed lead in the water, they covered it up. They ditched that sample, they deleted it from the spreadsheet, you know, they, they replaced it with another sample from some other source. They committed massive scientific fraud, and they did this deliberately to cover up the fact that the African-American population of Flint, Michigan, or Detroit, greater Detroit, was being systematically poisoned. And this was going on, this was going on year after year. Um, uh, and it could be going on now in other cities across the country. What we have found in our testing is that about 6.9% of municipal water in America is poisoned with heavy metals. We've published those numbers at naturalsciencejournal.org in a science paper that shows you the actual data. It turns out that those areas that are most affected by these toxic heavy metals tend to be those with a predominantly larger population of African-Americans. So it's the minority communities that are being impacted more so than, let's say, you know, rich white communities. Getting back to the Flint, Michigan situation, we know that they knew about this and they deliberately allowed millions of children and adults, senior citizens who were predominantly black to be poisoned with this toxic heavy metal. Would that have happened in a rich California white community? I doubt it. I doubt it. Chicago convened a breast cancer task force to try to figure out why so many black men and women were dying of cancer. For black women, it's mostly breast cancer. For black men, it's mostly prostate cancer. And across the cancer industry, every doctor will tell you that Cancers are known to be far more severe in African-American patients than, let's say, Caucasian patients. But they don't understand why. And I'll tell you why. It's a very simple reason. It has everything to do with melanin in the skin. If you have darker skin pigmentation, because your ancestors came from an, a region closer to the equator, where sun exposure is more intense. And so the melanin in the skin is designed to block UV radiation. It's a built-in sunscreen. It's actually a feature you know, black skin is a, is a feature, it's a survival mechanism of those whose ancestors lived near the equator. But it, well, today we all live indoors, don't we, for the most part? Indoor lifestyles, office jobs, even people who work in hospitals are working indoors. And when black people work indoors or live indoors, they become sunlight deficient, especially because of the melanin in their skin. So now that, that same feature of their skin that blocked excessive sun radiation in let's say africa now in new jersey or new york it's it's a detriment because it's causing african-american populations to become deficient in vitamin d and this is what's happening in chicago and detroit and especially the, the more northern latitudes of of northern united states canada and so on uh, black men in the uk have very high rates of prostate cancer. And when they get diagnosed with prostate cancer, the prognosis is uh, 
less positive than, let's say, a white person with prostate cancer. The cancers are more aggressive. They're more deadly. The answer is lack of vitamin D. And yet in 2007, the Chicago Breast Cancer Task Force convened, I think, over 100 doctors and nurses to try to have a powwow, a team effort to try to figure out why is cancer worse in black people in Chicago. And wouldn't you know it, after spending days or even weeks on this project, they couldn't come up with the truth. The truth that people with dark skin are sunlight deficient, they're vitamin D deficient, and that's why the cancer is more aggressive, because vitamin D halts cancer. Same amount of vitamin D as a black person who needs more time in the sun. And yet nobody is telling African-Americans this simple truth. Nobody. This information is being denied the black community in America. And it's just, again, a very small part of the overall vector that I'm going to be continuing to reveal here. That is an effort to exterminate blacks. Okay, and Persis, um, so you had um, a snapshot on the weapons of mass destruction on health. You had it. You heard it. And um, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about um, my parents. So my father died in 2015, and he um, died of prostate cancer and I mean prior to that he'd always been a, an extremely healthy man he'd never been ill like really in his life um and then this he had this um prostate cancer that killed him when he was like I think he was about 83 I can't remember now um he's about 83 so it killed him and um I was his care I looked after him and everything and it was a very horrific um experience um, and then my mother, my mother died in um, 2021. She died of, um, she had problems with her kidney. Um, yeah, and she was, my mother was 80, I think, or 80, I can't remember. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I think she was about 80. She may have been at 80 or 80 something when she died. However, my grandmother, which was my mother's mother, who lived in St. Lucia, she was 110 when she died. And now she lived in, she didn't take any medication. She didn't take have any vaccines. She didn't have anything like that. She lived off the land. So my uncle used to grow, because she lived with my uncle. My uncle would grow the food and whatever. And then she lived a, like a great healthy life. And so she was like 110 when she, when she passed. So, you know, again, we have longevity as a race we really have longevity but we're finding that because of this weapons of mass destruction we're dying from about 50 years old that's becoming the average now because i've been to so many funerals of my friends that have passed that have been 50 you know 50 50 something 60 you know and for that that's really that's young in terms of the black community but it's because of the weapons of mass destruction, the health that they're doing. You heard it. You heard it. The strategy that they're that creating and implementing to exterminate you. It's there. You know, you've heard it. I mean, come on now. You know, it's undeniable. We have to realize this is what the game is. And we have to come up with a counter strategy <laughs> to, to beat this, or we'd just be exterminated, yeah? So I say, let's join join me, yeah, on the Dark Girl Boss um, private community, and it's five pounds a month. Some people have been saying, oh, why is it five pound? What am I getting for the five pounds a month? Blah, 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 blah. That's the mindset. That is the colonial mindset. Yeah. That's part of the weapons of mass destruction that is making you question paying for goods and services provided by your own community. That's what that is. So I would say get past it. Join. Let's talk about strategy and not just talk. Let's do. Yeah. We have to beat the weapons of mass destruction, war on the black woman 
and family. Come on, my people. How much more evidence do you require? Yeah? How much more? There isn't any more. It's there. I've only given you a snapshot because I could be going on with this podcast for like like six hours, you know, but I've just given you this short snapshot so that you understand, you realize, yeah? Let's come together, yeah, and be who we are supposed to be, the greatness of our people, the black woman, yeah, the black queen, the black king. Let's come together, work together to stop this. We can stop this, but we have to come together in unity and in private so that people do not know what we are doing. Let's come together and do this. So what I say is, I see you next week, my people, my beautiful empresses, next week. Until then, positive vibrations every time. This is Khadija Ward, and I'm out. Introducing the Dark Girl Boss Podcast for the melanated woman and girl across the globe. Unlock your genes of greatness. Feel powerful within the skin you are in. Love your unique DNA through our stories, facts, original narratives, quotes and poems. Join me, your host, Khadija Ward, on all major podcast platforms. Feel great and do great with the Dark Girl Boss Podcast, not to be missed.